What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brothers Podcast. Give Ron Paul yourselves. Because in a world full of hate, who's going to do it for you? I'm your host, Dante Chase Bridges, a.k.a. Dante Chase Bridges, along with my co-host, state your name. Steven City P. Watson. Nigga, your name is Charles. No, shut the fuck <laughs> up. Charles. Shut up. <laughs> Together, apparently, <laughs> that would make us. The brothers. I just learned that this nigga, after 10 years, middle name is Charles. <laughs> Who knew? You know, it'd be like that. You'd be learning things about people. But anyway, listen. There's like a handful of people actually know that. And all, most of them no, are family. I didn't. I never would have suspected that you're a Charles. It changes the whole dynamic. How does that change? I got to treat you completely different. Man, like, what the fuck ever, like, man? Your credit should not be where it is with a name called. Look. <laughs> you see this? This, that, Your fall one should be fully funded. I, I wish it was. What you're doing, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get your shit together now. I didn't know oh, you your trying, name's Charles, you, man. You trying to be a smart ass? I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. Hey, man. fuck you. Anyway, I ain't even told you my second real name. I don't want to know. It's probably Herbert. Nigga. No, you don't. <laughs> want to. It's not Herbert. <laughs> I ain't trying to find out, man. I'm Shut trying, up, Evo. You don't know what my full name. I'm is. trying to segue, man, but that's funny, man. Right. Anyway, man, we got something a little bit more pressing, man. Something that just happened in the news. Y'all seen it? Y'all been looking at it, you seen on Good Morning America, ABC, anything with a news outlet. We talking about the murder case. What's the guy's name again? Botham Jean. Botham Jean. And the woman that only got 10 years to her sentence for killing some Dallas, killing. former Dallas police officer, Dallas police Amber officer. Geiger. 10 years for killing a man. We gotta talk about that, man. We gotta get yeah. to the bottom of that. But first, we gotta get to a little bit of something we call Town Hall Business. Business. Charles, tell me what you feeling. For starters, the fuck up. <laughs> Second of all, Charles shout out to our affiliates on the place. Shout out to our young boy Ryan Watkins Charles and Charles for his, his podcast at my mama's table. Shout out to our brother Reggie Price for I could be wrong, but I doubt it. Shout out to our official DJ, as always, young brother, JMC. This actually is going to correlate a lot between me and JMC's relationship. That's actually my biological brother. Right. So that's, this is actually, this topic is something I'm going to have to like make sure he understands. We, we got to be on code about this shit. <laughs> so, and of course, shout out to you, our viewers, who are turning in and listening to this nigga just dissect my middle name. Because he ain't got no sense. Your name is Charles. I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> so what? This, this nigga's a Charles, man. Yes, my middle name was Charles, all right? Oh, my God. Charles and, and Chase. And no, that's not where the CP came from, neither. No. That's not. No. Every time you make a point on, like, I'm just like, nigga, your name is Charles. Hey, nigga, fuck who cares? you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. And fuck you, too, you know <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I can't stand you trifling ass niggas. <laughs> I hope I hope that I hope you I hope that you know when you pass out right now. Put that Leave shit. it to a Charles. Say man, fuck shit. you. Go ahead and say that shit. What you? Hey man, from? look. Anyway, man, man, Charles done. So let me talk, man. Listen. Shout out to all our affiliates, man. Shout out to WIAN Radio in Memphis, I ain't Tennessee. celebrate my birthday. Because <laughs> their name is Charles. Charles yeah, don't celebrate you. birthdays, nigga. They just go to dinners. <laughs> Charles is 
motherfuckers don't go to parties. They go to gatherings, man. You you just... I wish you would have told me this 10 years ago, man. We would not be cool. <laughs> I would... <laughs> I mean, I would have fallen. We would have been fall. We would have been fall. We about to fall off. <laughs> oh, damn. Yo, we would have been boxing, nigga. Just, uh, hey. Uh, okay. Fuck out of here. That shit I'll be talking about. Them, Shout out to WIAN Radio Memphis, mm-hmm. Tennessee. I did say Memphis, Tennessee. Tennessee, all Shout day. out to Scene Chicago, where you can catch yours truly. And just go and peep out some of the hottest and latest topics. Shout out to iHeartRadio. Shout out to iTunes. Shout out to I, <laughs> Charles, and everybody that makes the brothers worth looking at. We ain't nothing but a Google away. Because this nigga's name is Charles. <laughs> of course you're going to Google the Charles. You probably made the engine Google. Like, all right, man. Once you got out of computer software. Oh, God. <laughs> did you decide to go into podcasting, Charles? <laughs> like, when Google let you go. You think it's not like I was just talking about a middle-aged white man. When the fuck you Once you stopped and lost your career in JavaScript, Charles. <laughs> Did you decide that you need to take your own life in your hands and, and be a podcaster? We can make this a whole interview about you, nigga. Like, Charles, what did you feel when the stock market for the record was 2009? For the record, it was Yahoo, motherfucker. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, Yahoo. 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 You're right. I'm, okay. okay, man. We're going we gonna to interview Charles a little later. Because <coughs> we've never talked to Charles before. <coughs> But we over here laughing and coughing because we over here getting over colds and shit. You fucked up a soundtrack and we all oh, this man. Did I do that? Yes. Get on the... Alright, look. We all segue <laughs> until our next part of this whole show. We're going to get it on track at some point. Yes. Here, so. Well, the next step, uh, topic was what's really good out here. What's really good out there. So, you heard about the Snitch Fest that extension of oh, Takashi no, 69 has been putting out of his ass. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, apparently now a new development came in where Takeshi 69 is reportedly telling him he does not want to go into witness protection. That I, he, I, I think he done lost his mind. He wants to just be released when the time comes and go back to his music career. They put something in Uncle Lonely Sandwiches. because I, don't, I don't have any clue how bold of a motherfucker you got to be to do this much snitching. And then decide you want to start the witness protection. Well, however, dive into a snitch's mind. However, snitches don't think right. Well, snitches, snitches are not logical. Well, maybe let's look at it this way: if he snitches on everybody, who's going to try to kill him? It's going to be a lot of people that's going to be after him, man. Well, I, hope, I hope for his sake that uh, he stopped <coughs> being ignorant to the fact that he's going to be a wanted man. And it's not even the people that he snitched on. It's just a matter of clout that you can get for doing something to Takashi 69. Right. That's going to be them people out there, man. It's like, I don't understand why when you decide you want to snitch. It's like, are you that arrogant and emboldened to decide you don't want, you want to do witness protection? Mm-hmm. That's kind of interesting. Right. But other than that, it's been a pretty dry period. <clears throat> up to about what about the mystery of Roquan Smith? Yeah. We don't know what's going Nobody on. Nobody knows what's going on with well, it. Well, apparently, our, our beloved Bears team had, had their star linebacker end up going through some personal issues. Now, there was a rumor floating around that he crashed his $300,000 car into a, oh. a parked car on a Friday or Saturday night. And possibly he was intoxicated. Now, it was reported that wasn't his car, though, that crashed. So, 
Who was it? Khalil Max? You don't know. Nah, it wasn't Max who played. So he showed up for the team. He reported to the team, and they said there was a lot of stories about him being emotionally all over the place. It was well, and nobody really knows what's going on. And he was put on an indefinite leave. I thought it was mental illness when he started to talk about it. I thought it was CTE. Well, oh man, shit! How old is he? The boy ain't been he in the young, league for two young. years. But however, however, he did report to the team yesterday, and is officially announcing that he will be starting this Sunday okay. for, for the Bears against the Raiders. So he took that trip across the pond with him. So he is taking that trip on the way. So it's like, well, it's a good thing. He did. They did not quote the personal issues. However, as long as it ain't legal, and as long as he ain't hurt nobody or himself, right. I guess that's the best way we can do it. Whatever his personal issues is private, and I respect that. I also respect the Bears organization. If they are aware of what the personal issue is, they kept their mouth shut about it. Yeah, they're doing a good tight lip job. Unlike the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> we don't know what kind of job they're doing. They told every damn thing Antonio Brown. They told the damn socks he was wearing. Like, Bears, good good job, Bears. Yeah, just keep it. Good job. They stayed on code. All right. Which is ironically what we're trying to Speaking of on code, a judge, a brother, and a bailiff broke this code. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They broke the code, man. What we are talking about is the recent events of, what's her name? Amber Geiger. Yeah. Who killed a man in cold blood went into his apartment and shot him while he was enjoying ice cream by himself. And she only is going to serve, if she serves this, 10 years. There's a lot of blasphemy about this, man. There's a lot of hypocrisy. You have a woman in Florida that she did a warning shot. Bow, one warning shot to keep her husband off of her, okay? They would not let her do the stand your ground. You know how much time she's serving? 20 years. 20 years, okay? You got a guy that killed four or five people. Is it too high for y'all? Is this too high? We've been having issues with our volume control because we like to listen to our music while we talk. But uh, But you had all this and now you have this woman that has just basically ransacked the whole justice system and you have the bailiff you have the judge that's on her side so what we got to do is we got to get into some questions and answer segments people so before we get these questions and answers let's go to a thorough recap so we can understand what we're dealing with here back in september uh miss dallas police officer by the name of young 31 year old amber geiger was on her way home from a tour i guess you could say a tour or her shift Tired, exhausted, whatever the hell's excuses she made, and she decided to enter her own apartment. However, it's determined that it her door was open, or that's so she claimed was open. So she walked into her apartment, walked 15 steps in, and saw an unknown gentleman in her living room, quotably in her living room. Yes. She told him to put his hands up. He complied. He shot him. She shot him. Shot him a couple times, he's dead. The young brother's name was Botham Jean. He was 26 years old and he was a neighbor that lived on the above floor of Miss Amber Geiger. Now, here's the problem Amber Geiger's story claims that she shot him because she was afraid that there was an unknown trespasser in her apartment. 
Right. Turns out she was on the wrong floor, and it was someone else. It was another gentleman's apartment. It was Botham Jean's apartment. Jeans. So she shot him, went and took a phone call, and didn't call the police precinct. Bear in mind, did not call the precinct. Called her partner and explained the situation of what she should do. And her immediate, quote unquote, her immediate action from what the prosecution said was, I'm going to lose my job. Wow. That was what was on her mind. Focus on her own career rather than the fact that there's a man laying in a pool of blood dying at your feet. She was also trained in CPR. She didn't really do anything to help her resuscitate him. She was just more concerned about herself. Now, as we continue on with this case, the case really only lasted, I believe, about eight days, eight to ten days, I believe, before she was found guilty. There was no excuse. She had a whole spectacle. She sat on the witness stand. She cried. She boo-hooed. She said it was an accident. She didn't mean it. They showed pictures of some racist text messages she had, some Pinterest posts that she liked or shared that, you know, was kind of making her judgment of character really bad. Um, She was found guilty of the charges. But as you know, being a white cop, you kind of do get a slide on some things. And that's where the conviction came in. So now that we got the synopsis of what happened, let's get into some actual feelings, emotions, opinions. I want to start out by asking you. Okay. You set the, you set the story. Mm-hmm. What do you truly feel was the motive behind this whole shooting? Because it doesn't seem above board. It's... The story doesn't make sense at all. No, Let's be realistic. The story don't make sense because there were several of her neighbors who pointed out, who testified that the apartment buildings they live in, as far as the door being open, yep. that these doors kind of automatically close and lock. Okay. They have that type of building. So exactly how in the world was she entering up somebody else's apartment that, you know, was open? It was either her own apartment, which she said clearly it wasn't her apartment. She thought it was, but it really wasn't. Or, in my personal opinion, she probably knew Botham Jean and had access to her apartment. Let's let's get a little go deeper. Okay. Let's get a go deeper in this one. So, this is what I'm aiming towards. Okay. I believe that the woman actually knew them. I believe that there was some type of sexual presence between these two people. And I believe that she, in a rage, took this man out. I believe that she was also on the phone with her boyfriend. And in those types of situations, killing a former lover, Mm -hmm. having a boyfriend, I can believe that certain excuses will come out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. So I believe that this was a love, passion crime. I believe that this was a passion crime all the way. And one thing that perplexes me about this is the manner and the behavior that the courtroom acted. I've never seen a person on <coughs> trial for not attempted murder, but murder in the first degree. And get convicted. And get convicted mm-hmm. and have the amount of sympathy that this woman had. I've never seen this in my life. <coughs> okay? Pardon me, we're both getting on codes respectfully. I've never experienced this. I'm I'm trying to think about the most lovable killer, quote unquote, that has ever, you know, been. There is one. I've never. But today, 
when I seen the propaganda that they've been displaying on all social media, all TVs, I see black men, black women cons- consoling, holding, making sure that this woman had just murdered a man in cold blood. And apparently there was enough evidence to say that I'm going to give you a guilty verdict. Being at her beck and call as if she was someone that needs sympathy for murder. How, how do you feel about that, bro? Let's read. Tell the people so how you Here's the thing. Make sense. This was really kills me about this because the man's own brother, Brent Jean, 18, went on a witness stand, testified, said, I really don't want to see this woman go to jail because. God wants me to forgive her in the context of what he was saying. He, because they, according to this, they're both devout. The whole family is devout Christians. Yes. They, I think our father was, a, I think their father was a pastor or a reverend of a church. Um, if I'm wrong, quote me on I'm wrong about now, that. Now, but now answer me this before I, I'm asking you a specific question. Are they actually American? Uh, the word was they were Haitian. Okay. If they have Haitian descent, all right, maybe so. Okay, because Bronx Jean Jean is pretty much is not exactly a American black name too much, which right, right. said. So it is of an island descent. Okay. So Brent Jean, being his so devout Christian, wanted to ask for forgiveness, even to the extent that he didn't want to see her go to jail for this. And he he said this out of yes. his mouth. Bear in mind, this is Brent Jean. Botham Jean's 18-year-old younger brother. The brother. Whose older brother was shot and killed by Amber Geiger on a 10 saying that he did not want to see this woman go to jail. Have you not noticed this pattern, right? Okay. It's, it's, It's a pattern that's going on. When someone kills a black man or a black woman, I don't know if the media, if the government... Or if some force that we cannot see goes to the family and persuades them to say that you're sorry, you forgive. It was almost your fault and you don't want anything bad to happen to your murderer. I see this time and time again. I remember the first time it happened. We we was young. We was young. I remember watching Rodney King. Okay, the Rodney King incident. Rodney King incident. Rodney King got his ass whooped six ways till Sunday. And they rested on Sunday. But they whooped his ass for six days a week. He got whooped so bad that he was able to get millions of dollars from the LAPD. And on the day when he had the cameras in his face, instead of saying racial injustice, racial inequality, he said, why can't we all get along? I want the best for the people that have just destroyed my life because he suffered mental issues when he got beat like that. They mentally messed him up. Because they mentally hit him in his head. Yes. <laughs> and which mean, caused mental damage. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. But I've just always noticed this pattern of black people apologizing for the ass whoopings that they receive. Now, I will be perfectly honest. At first, and before I really dove into context of what was going on, I, I heard the synopsis. I heard the kind of like the rough draft. And I kind of went like... You know what? It's not up for me to criticize how somebody grieves and mourns 
Well, um, well, well, um, it, it kind of is. This I mean, is a, okay, well, this is um, this is a TV show. I'm sitting. I'm sitting. I understand. I said at first, it's not my position. So it's like if that gets him peace of his mind, then whatever it takes, going about his business. So be it. But then I saw the actual video and I heard what this young man said and I saw the actions. I saw the whole context and feeling, and I sat there. I'm just like, what? I, I, I would like to uh, go up to the lady if it would, if what? everybody would permit me and get. And the up. judge allowed it. I don't recall another thing. <laughs> judge Tammy Kemp. I don't know who the hell appointed this woman. Another a black judge. Judge, can I step off and get this lady? I have up? never recalled a judge allowing the victim's family member the per- uh, permission to go hug. The criminal. And did you see the how, murderer? Did you see how they ran to each other? They ran to each other like he had, did two tours in Iraq, and that was. And the guy that looked like she was so damn happy when she he said that that she ran up, and all of a sudden it was like her conscience was cleared. Like it was some reason that all this was going on, and she felt an overwhelming sense of guilt. And this young man just came away and tried to remove that guilt from her and say, "You." Should not feel ashamed about this. That's what it's it okay. Like. That's what I say. Don't be ashamed by this. Mm-hmm. You're going to grow from this. You're going to heal from this. Your brother is dead because of this woman, not because of an accident, not because of some reckless abandonment. She deliberately shot and killed your brother. And what you had that came out of your mouth was, I don't want to see you go to jail. I hope you get closure and peace from this. And I would like to move on from this. Now, let me ask you a question. What? I ain't do nothing to you. No, nah, I'm talking about that. I'm just saying, in general, that pisses me off. Like, Calm down, bro. I ain't do nothing to I'm going to go on a whole tangent. Like, go ahead. Now, was there any money given to the family after this? No! None! So nobody, that's, my, that's my knowledge. Yeah, I don't know. If anybody out there knows about any money that was given to the family, uh-huh. because money would be the only way that I could see a family just degrading them themselves to the point where they apologize for the murder of their own son. They always we talk about that theory, like though they gotta be paid, they gotta have been bribed. We hear that. Well no, if it's not money, then let's dive into something else it could be that affects black people and make them do this. Stupidity? Yeah. Yes, it's it's stupidity. Okay. Religion. Now, one of the things that the brothers was talking about yeah. was Jesus. Jesus would want us to forgive you. I am going to forgive you and I don't want you to go to jail because my religion feels as though I should forgive you for anything that you do. Ah, my brother but, wants to forgive you. How do you know your brother want to forgive her? Ah, but technically Jesus wasn't always all forgiving. Jesus was the... Right. Jesus wasn't always forgiving. Remember when he was being persecuted and... And hung and hanged by the cross by the Romans. Remember what he said? Forgive me, father. Forgive them, father, for they know not what they do. I thought he said these niggas got me fucked up out here. Well, and, and, that, and that's in. <laughs> I'll be back in three chance. days. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, he said again. Forgive me. Forgive them, father, for they know not what they do. Yes. That in context means that he's saying forgive them because they don't know what they're doing is wrong. I can't forgive them for what they're doing to me, but they, you can, Father, Father God. So in other words, in Christianity belief, even though it is the right to forgive 
but not in this context. What context in this world do you say it's time to forgive? For a murder of your own sibling? My thing is that bothers me about this is that why is it that black people, when it comes to certain situations like this, that we have to lean on, on religion in order to get through our situations? We can never hold people, white oppressors like this, accountable for their actions. Like, no, you committed a, a, a heinous crime, and it's bad enough that you're getting a minimum sentence, the most minimal sentence I think you could possibly get out of this crime, just because of your service and duty as a Dallas police officer. What the fuck ever. And it's alleged that they're going to take time off of this and bump down that murder to a manslaughter. Because of a show they fucking put on in that courtroom of yes. sympathy, they might as well just drop all the fucking charges and let her walk. Now, getting back to this religion thing, I believe that the religion aspect plays an important part because religion, and I've said this before, religion is nothing but morphine to the masses. It numbs them down. Mm -hmm. And what religion does is allow me to smack you in the face. Mm -hmm. And you not retaliate. I can take over your whole family. I can kill your brother. A.K.A. what just happened. I can do whatever I want. And what you're going to stand on is the fact that Jesus is going to forgive. Not the fact that retaliation is something that is innate in people. Religion causes us to say, well, let me turn my cheek, let me turn my back, let me love thy neighbor when my neighbor stabs me and kills me and kills my family. This is what is causing this. Now, if you are a religious fanatic, hey. More power to you. But you have to see the good and the bad of your religious construct. You got to see where it empowers you. And you got to see where it shackles you. And in this case, and I got your brother, in this case, religion has shackled the mental capacity of a family that should be seeking retaliation for the murder of their brother, Kobla. Now, let's, when we talk about retaliation, I know we all saying that in this case, Brant Jean should have just strangled the bitch, should Trying to break her back, do some harm to her for killing her brother. Granted, we're in a courtroom. I don't know if there's much he could do to her without him doing time as well. And not to mention the fact, of course, she's a white woman. So we already know white women are, let's be honest, white women are some of the most protective people in this entire country. And that's a fact. The bailiff was combing her hair. <laughs> I don't understand how that happened. Combing her hair. If you have a bailiff combing your hair, a judge handing you a Bible and giving you a hug, and the, bro and the, the victim's brother trying to hug you, and the victim's father on the stand talking about he would wish to be your friend someday. Wait, wait, hold on, bro, bro. Hold on, hold on. This is coming in. The mama just fixed up a banana pudding in the jail. Might as well have. She put... Put some soul food on it and shit, whatever the fuck it is. The problem it's is... It's not even a cold one, man. She made it in the oven. God damn. All right. The we'll point is that with all this and all that, and all these people are devout Christians. Now, yeah, of course, we're in Bible country because it's Texas. And so, so Christianity is very heavily influenced in that state. Bible Belt ain't nothing to mess with. Yeah, no, it is not. Because you can see it point blank period with the fucking coon in and dancing around. They doing in this courtroom. The sympathy car was in. And the fact that we're weighing on religion for this. Christianity has 
done a great, great disjustice to the black community as far as obeying your oppressor. Because that's basically been the root of it this entire, what, three, four hundred years? Four, five hundred. Four, five. It feel like it's shorter than that. Mm-hmm. But the four, five hundred years of oppression that we've dealt with was one of the main tools that was used that was weaponized to use to keep black people under control was religion. In this case, Christianity. Obedience. Teach you to love thy father and thy mother above. Yes, yes, yes. Love your son. Love your fellow neighbor. Love, love, love. Don't spread hate. Always embrace people with love. The most heinous crimes, turn the other cheek. Be a piece of the world. Love your enemy. The doors of the church are now open. Ass whoopings will be forgiven with a two-drink minimum. Where are we as a people, as a black community, going to get on code when it comes to things such as white oppressors committing these types of felonies to us, committing these types of crimes to us? This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of in my life to have forgiveness of this magnitude. I understand the concept. Now, don't get me twisted. I understand the concept of forgiveness. I understand the concept of trying to heal. But this is to outright pardon your oppressor, to outright forgive and pardon the murderer, of your own sibling, your own family, your own flesh and blood to say to play the MLK role, I'm gonna turn the other cheek and just keep moving. No. And let me say something about No. It. Let me say something about this forgiveness thing. Um, I, I I just wanna you know in all seriousness now. Uh, I, I want y'all to understand this. Forgiveness is actually not what you think it is. Now, and this has everything to do with this woman. When you forgive someone, and I want you to listen to what I'm saying, mm-hmm. when you forgive a person, you literally take away the karma that was supposed to happen to them. Because what you have to understand, forgiveness takes away any bad things, karmic debt that that person's going to play. Hey, now with what that brother, the name was Brent, right? Brent. Now what Brent did was take away that woman's karmic debt. And if she murdered a man in cold blood, karmic debt is the least thing that she can pay. But what happens is now her karmic debt, and I'm talking about on a spiritual level, well, spiritual not mean religion, spiritual meaning how the world works. Now this woman does not have to deal with her consequences because her karma has been canceled out by the same family that she murdered. So you got to understand when you talk about forgiveness, you talking about the construct of the church and the church did that to stifle you and dumb you down. When you're talking about what really forgiveness is, and if you forgive somebody, you are literally taking away their ability to learn a lesson from what they did. So the next time you believe that you want to forgive, honestly, they are going to learn a lesson if you don't. But if you do, they will never learn. That's what forgiveness truly is. You got it, brother. And then it's so-called, and you see the whole media escapade behind this. Fox News called it such a, an honorable and loving and such a courageous moment. And so many people, of course white people, are the ones out there saying this is such a true, pure, pure moment of love that this young man, this young Brant Jean, decided to hold this young woman 
awfully pretty close to him and embrace her and say, it's going to be okay. Well, media is nothing but propaganda. Propaganda for the proper goose. And if you got the media outlets that's spinning for these type of things to go one way, this is what you're going to get. The point is, is that, like I said before, when are we as a black community going to get on code about shit that things like this are completely unacceptable? It doesn't matter about forgiveness. We cannot allow situations like this to go unchecked, people. Yes, yes. But before we get into that, okay. real quick, I just want to take a brief pause so y'all can click the palette. I know we've been going hard for about 20, 30 minutes. We're going to take a 20, 30 second in a little, just break, just calm, just, just compose yourself and gonna give a couple of shout outs all right right. so shout out to something that i did i just got finished speaking at my alma mater chat so shout out to chicago high school of agricultural science got to see all my teachers got to see all the special things they're doing with the kids they they really helping these kids they're giving them a purpose a life purpose and when you're that young giving someone a life purpose is better than giving them an actual trade. Don't give me a fish, teach me how to fish, okay? Mm-hmm. So shout out to Chad, shout out to shout out to all my cyclones out there. If you're a cyclone, shout out to you, okay? So, let's recalibrate okay. because we about to hit you with this last thing. We need this on your mind. My man just talked about it. Okay. He, he ready, he revving to get into it, man. All right. Let's talk about black people being on cold about these types of situations. When are we ever going to get on code about this? Because the one thing I find that was very disheartening about this on social media is there was such a divide about whether or not how this approach should have been met. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we should have got to say, well, he could have been, it couldn't have been me. I wouldn't have done the same thing, which I feel like is the logical thing because you're not supposed to forgive somebody that just took a, a no, loved, no, a loved no, family no, member no, away no, from no. you. But there are some people, like I said, there are your devout people, even people who are doubt in devout uh, Christians and people who are of strong faith sit there and say, well, if that's what he wanted, who are we to judge him for that? Yes. We are ones that were supposed to allow this to have him their time to grieve. If this is the best way for them to grieve, then so be it. We're supposed to shower people with love in order to hope that we need to spread more love instead of less hate and so on and so forth and that type of thing. I'm going to keep it real. If you love your enemy, use a fool, okay? Because if you love your enemy, your enemy is still going to remain your enemy. You're coming with love. They're coming with knives, bullets, weapons, and a justice system that's going to give them 10 years and going to reduce that if they kill you. And you don't you think white supremacy doesn't understand that already? Yes. They've been doing this for us for generation upon generation upon generation. They know exactly what Christianity, they've actually weaponized Christianity and religion to use as tool of keeping us in check you just saw it yourself in this courtroom faith brought these young the young man to remove like you just said remove karmic death from the woman that murdered his brother and all of a sudden we're supposed to just oh i'm so it's an accident we didn't know she didn't mean it how do we even know she didn't mean it don't seem like it she surely better. Now, she may regret that she is going to do time for it, or lack thereof. <laughs> she is definitely probably going to regret that. She regrets she didn't clean that crime scene up. She regrets that she made that phone call. Mm-hmm. She probably regrets she even engaged in this situation. But the point is, is that that's her burden to bear. 
That's not something you're supposed to wipe away from her on her own. So now, even if she does time, she's going to walk out of the situation with a clean slate, with her head held high and said, I served my time. I feel, I know she's going to say some shit like, I served my time. I'm very apologetic yes. for what happened in the incident. Yes. And I hope we can all move on from certain situations. Blah, 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 blah. And the way that they painted this picture, y'all are going to say yes. You serve your debt to society. You ain't even begin to serve your debt to no. society. No. Because you took a life that was not even your responsibility to do so. Not in self-defense. Not even in any defense. I'm just not that forgiving. <laughs> Nobody should be. That's a sibling. I told JMC on Facebook. I said, if a murderer, somebody come and kill me, and you confront my murderer in the courtroom, you better go to fuck ham on their ass. Right. Tee off, I don't give a fuck. Family, if they kill me, ride. Ride hard. I'm not that forgiving. Chase would I, not want you to be no. peaceful. No. And if anybody that on his social media <laughs> platform that knows me or knows him and knows this, let me tell you right now, we do not forgive. I'm not a forgiver. In this magnitude. No. At all. Mm. So if they did this to us and we end up dead, you better ride hard. Yes. Ride for us, cause we did not ask for this. Man, truth be told, it's just like it's 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 disheartening. It's disheartening that we can't find a common ground and get on code about this. And I got to catch myself a little bit on this because I almost was like, you know what? It's you know it's the family. It's how they operate. No, it's not how you operate. It's absolutely not how you operate. Do not take your cues from this family. Okay. No, this is not normal behavior. It is not. Forgiving someone that murdered your son in cold blood it is, is not healthy behavior. Mm. Let's say that one more time for the people. You you want to you want to do this with me? No, I want you to do this with me. Okay. Forgiving mm. someone That's who murdered your son, son is, is not, not healthy, healthy behavior. behavior. You did the best you could. I tried. I tried to pause. <laughs> I can't remember what you were saying all the way. I feel. You. All right, but still at the same time, it's just like look, people. We have to be better about this. They are taking lives. And now they're taking lives and we're giving them forgiveness for this. Yeah. They know that there's no consequences or repercussions outside of the criminal system that coming from our direction for their crimes against us. Yeah. They know now. They're just sitting there like, okay, well, guess we can go ahead and do this shit again. What's the, what's the next time? Somebody gets killed. What's the next black face and black hand gonna get killed? I think about eight thirty, we gonna go to uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. I think it's some uh, Ticos and some Ray like, Rays. How many more Sandra Blands and Eric Gardners and how many more we gonna have of these? <laughs> how many more? How many more Trayvon Martins and Tamir Rices we gonna have? How many of these are gonna happen before y'all wake up and get on cold? They killing us out here. And they don't give a fuck. We're we gonna forgive them and move on. We throwing prayers and they throwing bullets. And they gonna be trying to wipe us the fuck out before you know it, before somebody say, hey, enough of this shit. You finna pay a price. You Remember, know, also the Bible says forgive and never forgive, but the Bible also says an eye for an eye. Yes. How many times it's gonna get to a point where sorry, look, it's time to rally up. We gonna have to start pulling some of you motherfuckers into the fire. One more time. If they murdered me, ride, please. 
I think I'm done for what I was saying about this. I vented a little while as much as I could. Charles, I want to ask you. Now, when I set up my 401k, now, is that going to be fully funded like a pension? Or do I actually have to put in or factor the fact that I'm self This concludes our episode of the Brothers Podcast today. I am Stephen City P. Watson. And this is Charles and Chase. We're out. Peace. Clear off, kick your ass. All right, all right.